to No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. <laughs> it took 23 games, but we are finally over 500. And I said, hey, once we get over 500, because last time you were on here, we said, it's going to happen. We're not going to be talking crazy like these other people that say we're going to stay on the 500 all season. We knew it was going to happen. Yeah. yeah, We thought it would happen. So, Oh, it did happen in November, right? November 30th? Yeah, the end of November. There you go. So we're over 500. It took longer than I thought, but we're here. And we got my man Solo back. How you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. Um, it feels like the Nets community has kind of settled a little bit. We're like a quarter away into the season. There's some good things happening, some iffy things happening. But, you know, it's all part of the journey. Well, we said we were going to get over 500. And we're yeah. here. My question to you, right? Let's just get straight into it. Is it because of Jacques Vaughn? Ooh, I think it's more, I think it's more of it not being Steve Nash. I feel like, okay. yeah, I, I, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. I feel like I do think KD in particular really has some respect for Jacques Vaughn and the rest of the rest of the players as well. So I do give him credit. You always got to give the head coach some credit for a team's success, but I'm still a little salty. We don't have Ime. <laughs> That's a little, little salty. Yeah, you know what? I thought that he would be great, not only for the current Nets, but I thought that mm. even because, you know, this is eventually going to go away, right? Yeah. KD's got another three years, four years, and mm -hmm. if he doesn't get traded early. But I thought he would be the perfect coach to help rebuild this thing. Yeah. But too, with, with everything that happened with Kyrie, man, it was really hard to believe that they would really take that PR hit. Yeah. And did you? We, we like, said it. Know, we said it. Yeah, the last time we, we talked, we said yeah. – if it happens, it's going to be kind of crazy, but I'm excited yeah. for it anyway. Yeah. But we knew that it was a long shot because that would have been one hell of a PR hit. Yeah, 100%. And I, and I still don't think he's going to get it. You know, if the Kyrie doesn't think doesn't happen, do you think we get E-Man? Um, I don't. I don't. No? I feel like the NBA in particular was just scared of the backlash in general. Like, the, the talks was that Adam Silver stepped in and just didn't allow it. I kind of feel like he – I think you were going to say he you don't see him getting a job. I see him getting a job after his suspension, and I think they uh, – I feel like the NBA thought maybe the Nets were kind of undermining, you know, the whole process and kind of like uh, allowing Ime to escape just, you know, right. unscratched from that situation. Right. I feel like – there would, would there be a higher chance? Yes, but – I think everybody and their mama thought that was the weirdest thing in the world when it got announced, Kyrie or not. We're like, this man just got suspended, and he's already going to be working for the Nets? It, it, it looked a little weird regardless of the Kyrie situation. Because we don't know the details of what happened, it's kind of yeah. hard to say whether Maybe. I think he would have gotten the job if the Kyrie thing doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. But just going by, based off of what I know, it was a, a consensual relationship right yeah, it just broke some team rules and if as far as that's my knowledge and if that's all it was i think the nets might have taken that pr hit if the kyrie thing isn't so hot at the moment but man you can't they were in the middle of that kyrie 
thing they well, were they couldn't they couldn't do it but i feel like other well, teams didn't want it either i feel like this was like an internal nba thing where other teams were like so the nets just get a coach of the year candidate I, I, out of nowhere for no reason no nah, that can't happen and I, I i don't know it's super weird because you know it why would anybody care but at the end of the day and i, I might be paranoid I don't think the NBA wants to see the Nets win. I don't think other NBA teams want to see nah, the Nets succeed. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's – What you think – okay, you don't mean because of the franchise. You mean because of the players you currently have yes, on the team, yes, like Kyrie yes. and Katie. Okay. Yes. Because yes. every team feel like – I hear Nick fans all the time, like, yeah, you know, they don't want – they want us to stay the joke. I was like, I don't think anybody cares. Yeah. Like, Not organization-wise. But I, I can see that. I can see with everything that's happened where they brought James Harden, then they brought Ben Simmons and all the shit that Kyrie's done. I can see them not wanting to see us succeed, especially the media. There's so yes, many people in the media that absolutely media. fucking hate us. Yeah. And, that's my and you point because, Go ahead. That's my whole point because, like, we have two players, the two top players that hate the media the most. We have the two players <laughs> who are like, I don't yeah. want to talk to y'all. I'm just here to play basketball, and that's it. And honestly, I don't think that's what the NBA – who the NBA wants to represent them. They want family friendly. They want LeBron type, you know, answers the questions. They don't want dudes like KD who says, I'm, I'm high right now in this interview. <laughs> they, they don't want dudes <laughs> like Kyrie who are like, guy. I don't like none of y'all. So, yeah. you know, it's it's interesting. Well, Le, Le, LeBron went at the media today a little bit today also, didn't he? With he did. the whole Jerry Jones thing. I wasn't yeah. expecting him to do that. Me either. I liked it though. I, I mean, I'm, I liked it also. I, I liked it because I, you know it's true they they came at with him. They came at him with the Kyrie questions quick, but you do have to take into account the fact that the Kyrie thing was happening, you know, at that moment. Of course, and uh, you know the whole China thing was happening at that moment, and then the Jerry Jones picture is like fucking sixty years old. It is, but, but the um, scale but yeah, of that is a little bigger than for, for me sure. than the Kyrie thing because that's a moment in time. That kind of humanized black people in general. Like he was part of a, a a mob that didn't want black people going to the same schools. And to me, that was just a super evil time in history. And anybody 100%. in them pictures needs the answer to that. Obviously, I don't think you should donate five hundred thousand dollars and apologize to every black person that you know. <laughs> but you should be like, "Yo, I really screwed up. That was a weird time in history, and I shouldn't have been there." You know, as simple as well, that. You know what? I appreciate what, what LeBron did just because he's not saying, hey, we should all like condemn yeah. Jerry Jones. Yeah. But he's like, why isn't this even a topic of conversation? Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that I hate Jerry Jones. I'm just saying if this was such a topic of conversation with Kyrie, why is it not a topic of conversation with Jerry Jones? So I appreciate that he brought that out. Yeah, because yeah. that's it. I heard about it and then I never heard about it again. So <laughs> yeah. I, appreciate, I don't even know if Jerry Jones answered any questions about that. No clue. No statement, no nothing. Yeah. So I appreciate what he did. But yeah. going back on to uh, our GOAT, Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. This year, absolutely balling. I think currently the MVP. Because without him right now, we are not over 500. Yeah, agreed. Um, I, don't, I don't agree with MVP quite yet. I, uh, you know. Oh, I, come on. Who, obviously, I, um, Jason Tatum. I think. We we both know how MVP works, and he's not my yeah. MVP, but he's the NBA's MVP. Saying. Yeah, you got to win, he's, bro. Got to win more games. Yeah, okay. I, I I get what you're saying. I, I try to go with it by literally the most valuable player, but I get of what course. you're saying. 
because right now he, he's he put up 49 against the Heat yesterday, and the he Heat did. got a, a decent defense going. Now, yeah. with the whole Kevin Durant thing, dude, I, I did want to play this quick video for you because I know I've, I've heard you have a couple opinions on it. And you said you don't want to take him for granted, but 38-plus minutes every night. Uh, how sustainable is this going forward? It's not ideal. Uh, I do agree with that. And uh, while we're in the win-now mode, today's game, win today's game, we, we, we are behind the scenes talking about uh, what the stretch looks like beyond tomorrow, beyond the next day. So it is on our minds. Um, and we'll map out some time where uh, we'll save a shoot-around and maybe not have it. So be, I don't know, strategic that way. But uh, ideally, he wouldn't be playing this amount of minutes this early, for sure. Now, I know you've been vocal on Twitter about his minutes. Mm -hmm. I have. Do you think that he's being overused right now? Because I, I, I appreciate what he said. We're in win mode right now because they, they were so behind the eight ball, right? They started yeah. off horribly. They're like, we need to catch up. We need to get to at least 500. And maybe now we can start rethinking how we use them because they had five back-to-backs just in the month of November. I think that, that was they've had the most back-to-back so far to start the season. Yeah. So at some point, we do have to lessen the load. But what do you think about his minute usage? Um, first, I want to say is that Jacques Vaughn, the way he answered that question alone is why he's a better coach than Steve Nash. I've oh, never he's, he's enjoyed with the media. Yeah. Yes. I've never enjoyed watching Steve Nash answer questions. They're um they they, they never gave us any insight on the team. They are very surface level. So uh, kudos to Jacques Vaughn for just being so transparent and just animated and looking like he cares. And I feel like it's a tricky situation because right now with Ben Simmons out, Katie almost has to play a lot of these minutes because Ben is um, – younger he at his peak he's a star so when you have that player available it makes it easier to kind of strategically play Kevin Durant but with him out it's tougher he played 36 minutes last game which is not that many but there are times throughout the game where I'm like why is Kyrie out the entire second half of the first quarter but KD the 35 year old 30 30 34 year old KD playing the entire first quarter, and then trying to save our ass in the third. So it just seems like they're trying to figure out the best way for us to uh, manage these games. But I do feel like once Ben is back, that we should really allow Ben and Kyrie to really carry, carry the load during the regular season because, you know, I never like to speak injuries into existence. But like you said earlier, we don't have many years left of prime KD like this. And we really got to appreciate it and allow the team to really get the juices flowing because if we're going to play hero ball with KD during the regular season, we're going to see the same thing in the playoffs. And I want KD to be able to sit an entire week sometimes and us to still win games. But if we never are able to see that with KD um, active, we're never going. We're not going to see that when he's out. So it's 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 very um, interesting and. I also have to give JV the benefit of doubt because our personnel isn't the greatest. Like, it's not mm -hmm. like he can afford to play KD 35, 34, 33 minutes because we have Joe Harris playing the four. We got Yuda out. You know, uh, we're very thin in the front court. So it's it's a tough situation to be in. But I, I don't know, man. It's just I feel like 
We're underutilizing Kyrie. And I feel like once Ben Simmons feels better, we'll see more of him. I can't ask him to do too much right now. We see he's already out with a you know a shin injury or something. I forgot what it was. Calf, but calf. yeah, calf calf injuries uh, injury. So I can't ask him to carry this team right now until he's hundred percent back. But once Ben is in the stride of things and Ky- and Kyrie is you know implemented into this offense to his fullest degree, I do want to see a lot of Ben and Kyrie controlling this offense because it's a long, long, long season. And I'd rather have my young boys running up and down the court for 38 minutes a game than KD because KD is going to be that piece that we most definitely need when things get rough at the end of the season, when things get rough during the playoffs. And I just don't want to see him gassed, man. I really don't. Well, well, to the point that you said that you want to see them be able to win with K- with KD on, off the court, that was the issue he had last year. Yep. He was unhappy that when he wasn't on the court in January, they went on that, that tailspin. Yep. So I, I agree. But we have to get there first. Yeah. And first, we need to get to 500. Because I, I, yeah, of course, I understand what Jacques Vaughn was saying. You know, we're, we're win now because we needed to, to right the ship. We're looking a little better. The team's flowing a little better. I think they could start cutting back a little bit. Now, I went up and I looked to see who the, the leaders and minutes were. KD at the moment is tied for ace with Jason Tatum at 36.7. Mm-hmm. Kyrie is right behind there with 36.4. So Kyrie's getting some minutes also. Yeah. Now, Ben Simmons, I don't see him anywhere around here. So, But Ben Simmons spends a lot of time with um, with Nick Claxton because like you and I have both been saying, yeah, that doesn't mix very well, even though it's been looking a lot better recently. But I'd rather not see them together too much on the say on the court together. Yeah, mm-hmm. me either. And it's looked better, but it still hasn't looked ideal. I've seen the stats no. like our, our best lineups, our top five best lineups, and Nick and Nick and Ben together isn't on a single one of them. So but you I, know who's on pretty, the top three? Joe Harris. Your boy Joe Harris. <laughs> <laughs> my boy Joe. Your but boy I think Joe that's my default. I think that's by yeah. default. Um, he's usually on the court with Kyrie, with KD. So that 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 kind of helps. And at the end of the day, being a spacer on the floor is going to make the offense run better, even if you aren't hitting your shots. So which is why just, we want know. we don't want Ben Simmons and Nick Claxton on the court at the same time. Exactly. I'm kind of mad at Jacques Vaughn for imp- for putting Ben back into the starting lineup so quickly when he was playing so well off the bench like since we last been on the podcast ben um rested again and then was put off the bench and he was scoring 20 points coming off the bench he was doing so well he had all the space in the world nick wasn't clogging the paint and then boom put him in the starting lineup all over again played him back to backs and now he's out for a week no but you know what he he got back into the starting lineup when nick claxton had that that um he had to miss the game for some family reason. I yeah, forgot what they, it was. Exactly. They didn't take him back out, right? But they didn't take him. Back. But you know what? When that happened, I got really excited because I've yeah. been saying it since April. I want yeah. Ben Simmons to be our starting center, be the point center. That's what I wanted. And I thought that game—I forgot what game it was—but I remember they played well, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. they might just stick with him at center." Now they stuck with him in the starting lineup, but <laughs> they moved him back to point guard, put Nick Claxton back in there. But I mean, like I said, it's been looking better. But I—I yeah. I, I agree with you. Not necessarily Ben Simmons coming off the bench, but one of the two coming off the bench, and the so other Nick, one. So Nick, you saying starting. Nick? I, I, no, man, because Nick Claxton has been doing so well. You got to choose one. <sighs> it's tough. Well, I, know. Yeah. I know. Yeah, man. I don't know. I, I I enjoy seeing Ben Simmons getting a lot of minutes, also. So yeah, it's a tough situation. Um, but then talking about Ben Simmons, so he's back. 
to being yeah. uh, almost back to being the Ben Simmons we wanted. Yeah, but like it. you said, he's in, he's injured. Yeah, I said that we should give him twenty games. Around game 16, 17 is when he started looking like himself mm-hmm. again, which is which is fucking amazing. I'm yeah. really glad to see it, and I think more than on the stat sheet, the energy he's bringing defensively. He's yeah. scrappy. He's diving for balls. Like I'm really enjoying it. KD in one of his interviews is like, yeah, he gave me the ball. I took it to the rim and then I passed it out for the three and they missed the three. And when I went by Ben Simmons, he's like, yo, fucking dunk that shit. And mm-hmm. I was like, I love that. And he's like, he's like, I love that. I was like, I love that too. I love to hear Ben Simmons being assertive. He's like, yo, yep. let's get this done. So I, I appreciate it. The, not only just the fact that he's playing better, but it seems like mentally he's yeah. better. Because he's enjoying playing out there. For you to go and take t- KD something like that, you got to be feeling one yourself and two yeah. part of the, the the team. So, yeah. uh, so do you think Ben Simmons can keep this up? I think he can keep this up, but I do want to say I'm very disappointed with our training staff once again. I've, I I I I put this week of him being out on them. First off, I think he should have been coming off the bench from the beginning. Uh, we okay. all saw how terrible he looked the first two weeks of the season or so, the first 16 games before he popped off, and he wasn't a he player was that should have been though. starting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you come off the bench until you're not. Like it's not. And he was still trying to find his rhythm. He was still was trying to get his conditioning. You don't start a player who's who who was being he was being abused. He was playing bad defense because he was not yeah, ready. He was. He was. And so I. So I feel like in playing him back to back so soon, the um, the game he 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 checked out. I was like, he just looks off. Maybe he shouldn't be playing back to back so soon. And then boom. He leaves the game and he's out for a week. And I'm like, if I can see that from my home, I know the training staff can see that. I know the how coaching many, cats can see that. Like, it, like on average, just like a number. Mm-hmm. How many minutes would you be comfortable him playing the game more or less? 25. I think 25 is okay. fine. Yeah. 25 is fine. All right. I, I'm, I just checked it. He's averaging 28 minutes a game. Yeah. Now, take into account the fact that one of those games he left early. So I'm sure that that brought the average down. And the fact that he came off the bench, I don't know how many minutes he played those games. But so, but more or less, he's playing less than 30. Yeah. So it, it, they're not overexerting him either. Yeah, they're not overexerting him. But I feel like putting, like being a starter is much more pressure. So now you got to do it with the pressure and getting your body back and getting chemistry with the team. And you got to play next to Nick Claxton. It's just so many things against him that, like, if, he was next to a stretch five. I would not care, but I feel like right. you no, know. I agree. Really, I agree. Yeah, that, that that was always my thing, also. Exactly. So, t- so him coming off the bench would not only help him um, with his development coming off an injury, but it would just be better game plan for the team in general, with the you know with the spacing and things like that. Like we all see how great the team looked when Nick and Ben's minutes were staggered. Like they looked really good. Mm-hmm. We have two damn near all NBA defenders on the court at all times when their minutes are staggered. So it's just I, – I get it. He's extremely talented, and it's hard to bench an extremely talented guy. When Ben started to play very well, he's the third best player on our team. And how do you bench the third best player on the team, you know? So right. I, I get it. It's, it's, it's hard to do, but that's why you're the coach. That's why you're the coaching staff. you got to make decisions that's best for the team, not just best for a player's ego. Ben Simmons um... – do you think before I, I get on to the next mm-hmm. thing, do you think the fact that they were like he said in win now mode 
that's the reason he's been playing back to backs and stuff. Like, because it feels like maybe they've gone all in on winning these games. They're like, we, we need to get back to 500 minimum, right? To get back into the race. Now, like you said, it might have cost him. And yeah. he's going to be reevaluated after these next three games. But I think that that might have something to do with the fact that because I didn't think that KD, Ben Simmons, and Kyrie would all be playing. When I heard we had five back to backs, I was like, okay, so KD will get the first one, Kyrie will get the second one. Ben Simmons might play maybe three of those back-to-backs full, like both games, but he'll mm-hmm. rest half of them with the other two. Like, I, no point that I think that they would be playing every single game. But like I said, he said it, it's win now. Now, I am pleasantly surprised at Ben Simmons' free throw shooting. And I Me know too. that it's like really low our expectations. But he's shooting 54%. And I know that that's fucking low. Yeah. But considering what I was expecting, like every time I, he went to the line, I was expecting him to miss. Yeah. But I, who was it? Was it Portland that was playing the hacker Ben? Yep. yep. And he had and three he for two four. out of three. Yeah, three for four. Yeah, three or four. Beautiful. That got me more excited than Royce O'Neal's tap in to win the game. When I yeah. saw him, because at that point they had to stop because he's like, you know what? I can hit these. Like, I, I can yeah. hit these. And you need that confidence because that's a real fear of mine when it comes to playoff times or, or any big game. To have Ben Simmons out there as a liability at the free throw line, I still think Nick Claxton needs to improve his free throw shooting also. Mm-hmm. So having yeah. them both out there at the same time, not only to close games with their free throw shooting, but also with the, the clog in the lane, that's worrisome to me. But but that's been one of my uh, pleasant surprises of the season is Ben Simmons. And again, 54% is nothing to you know, yeah. write home about. I've, I personally... I personally was not that worried about his free throw shooting. Well, for his career, yeah, he was. shoots he shoots in the 60s percent um, percentile. And I feel like a lot of it was Twitter overreacting. A lot of it was that anomaly that was of the Hawks series. Um, I'm more concerned about Nick Claxton's free throws than I have ever been about Ben Simmons. We took Nick Claxton out last night, so they couldn't play hack of Clax. We didn't take Ben Simmons out against Portland. We kept him in there. So I feel <laughs> like... Um, we win one or uh, two of those Celtics games in the playoffs if Nick Claxton can hit some of those free throws. Exactly. Didn't he go 0 for 10 in game four? Yes, it was horrendous. And then, you know, it's making me even more mad that we're starting them together now. <laughs> you say that too. Like, come on. But I, I, I'm I, confident Ben Simmons will, you know, stay around his 50%, 60% percentile in his free that's, throws. That's all I wanted. When I when the beginning of the season, I said, give me 60 to 65%, and I'm good. Yep. And – I'm also loving that he's not scared to go to the free throw line because that was a big another big knock on him. He won't be aggressive because he doesn't want to shoot free throws. But you know what? That that was the case in the beginning of the year, and can't nobody convince me otherwise. Because for him, every single time he got into the paint, he would stop his dribble, turn around, and dish it back out to the three point line every single time. And I was like, this guy's broken. He's broken, yeah. and I don't know. I if think he, can he be was fixed. just getting in game shape, bro. It's hard out Man, there. But- I know, but you know what? When when you have a problem that's messing with you mentally, I yeah. I, I don't know how to look. Look at Nick Anderson back in the was it ninety five finals. Yeah, he was a great free throw shooter. After he missed those free throws that that cost him game one, he was never the same at the free throw line. So I feel like if you if they mess you up mentally, it's really hard to overcome that. So I was yeah. like, you know, he can get over it. He can get over it. But when it was ten games in, and he would pick up his dribble at the three point line and just look at somebody to pass the ball to, I was like, holy shit. Like, I, I, I want to give him 20 games, but I'm starting to get worried that maybe he isn't going to turn this shit around. But he has. Yeah. So I hear you. I think it was more of that personally. Now, look, me and you are just speculating here. I have no information. You have no information. Mm-hmm. But I think it was more of 
because the, there was a lot of back grabbing in those first uh, 15 games where he's grabbing his lower back or he's wincing. I think it was a lot of more of his, his body being prepared to be bumped and pushed and, you know, cause driving to the rim against players like Steven Adams, you know, you know, Valanciunas and Sabonis, these are big dudes. That's yep. going to be rough. And he didn't do that for a year and a half. So I feel like when he got that first taste, he needed to be knocked around a little bit so he could be like, Oh, I'm going to be okay. And once he felt those those bumps and bruises, he was he bro. Like I love when Ben Simmons just you you can tell when he's when he's taking the ball up on a transition or whatever, you can tell he's not gonna stop. Like he just strides to the basket like a gazelle. Like it's beautiful. Yeah. And once he started yeah. hitting those, I knew Ben was back. That road trip, that road trip was was, was the turn turning point. Mm -hmm. You know what the turning point for me was in my um in my hope. That he would t turn things around. I forgot what game it was exactly, but he fouled out. But he was pissed that he fouled out. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? He wants to be out there. Like he's yeah. trying to get better. And when I saw that, I was like, man, he's he's gonna turn this he shit. Played well that game too, to didn't he? Around. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He fouled out, and I think it was a, a ticky tack foul too. And I think it might yeah. have been Steve Nash might have still one of one of his last games. But when I saw that, I was like, you know what? He he still wants to be here. Like, cause the thought was like. He's just doing this, but he doesn't, he's not really like loving it. Like he doesn't, but when I saw that, he's like, yeah, he wants to be on the court. He's going to turn this thing around. So, um, do you think the anti Ben Simmons Nets fans kind of feel a little bit dumb right now? Were there any? I feel, there I felt like a lot. a lot of, I feel like a lot of people had a, a lot of people. No, let me, let me backtrack. I think before the season started, a lot of people were hopeful. Yes. Yeah. And I think during the first five or 10 games, People didn't have the patience. Did not. And I remember I kept telling you, you got to give them, like, get them a quarter of the season, give them 20 games. Right. I remember I said it on one of the episodes that I had. Um, I was like, Black Friday was game number 20 against Indiana. And I was like, mm -hmm. Black Friday is the deadline, right? Yeah. Black Friday is when you go from red to black in, in retail stores. He had to go from red to black. Like he had to make that change. Yep. Yep. And he did it before Black Friday, but I knew we had to give him at least 20 games. Like he's, look, most people are upset that he's out right now because. He has become a very valuable part of our team. A hundred percent. I would say, you know, you know, I have a weird way of thinking. And of course, Katie's MVP candidate. Um, a lot of people have their feelings about Kyrie, but I think he's very impactful as well. But I think Ben Simmons is equally as impactful as both of those players. If we want to win a championship, obviously yes. he's not the number one option, but we're going to need him to guard players like Siakam on Friday, Jason Tatum on Sunday. And, you know, I still i am going to root for my team and I want us to win, but I know it would be a much different game if we had an all-NBA defender on that court guarding those players. So, yeah, him being out is huge, and I'm so happy he started playing well because these impatient Nets fans were pissing me off, bro. Yeah, it, it's kind of weird. I mean, I guess it's because last year was so bad. Yeah, that people don't have any more patience because yeah. they're so uh, battered. Yeah, you got to reset though. Every year you got to reset. Right. I agree. I agree. Uh, but I think people have lost their patience with that. Yeah, and and I don't want to get into it, but I just quick having an all uh, an all NBA defensive player would have won us one or two games in the playoffs last year. Of course, because of course. we lost those games by what a couple free points throws. every game. By <laughs> free, free throws. throws. And if you get somebody to to hold down uh, Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, 
out on the perimeter, I, I think those that series goes differently. Now, somebody else that wasn't available for that series, but I don't, it wouldn't have made a difference probably. Joe Harris, your boy. <laughs> now, I know you are Joe Harris's number one fan. How are you feeling about Joe Harris this year? Because I know you're dying to send him away. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just dying to send him away, bro. I never want to see anybody <laughs> fail. And him failing hurts us because his value goes down. So I just think, you know, he's one of the last pieces of the Nash era that has to go. Like, we need a new identity. We, but you know what? Joe That's Harris. why I think I love him because he's – one of the last parts of the Kenny Atkinson era, which I still love so much. Yeah, it all has to go. And, you know, I'm going to go out on the limb and I'm going to say Nick Claxton might have to go too because he's one of those players that are still part of that as well. <laughs> and But nah, only if only if the value is right. Like if, 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 if we got like a DeAndre Ayton back or something crazy back. Obviously, I don't want to trade Nick Claxton for scraps, but I would love an actual center. And then Am I the only person that doesn't care for DeAndre Ayton? When people were saying Probably. that we're going to trade KD for Ayton, I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. How the fuck is this possible that this is what we're going to get back for Kevin fucking Durant? Yeah, I, like, I was going to lose my mind. I was um, almost looking forward to it because in my head, oh. I was pairing up Donovan Mitchell and DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> I was like, yo, they're about to run. Or Scotty Barnes and DeAndre Ayton. We're, I, I was Chris like, yo. Unless Chris Paul is coming along with him, I don't want him because Chris, Chris Paul has made that guy. Chris Paul gave Kinda him that contract, year, though. Yeah, hmm. he did. But I think Aiden is still very good. And if if somehow, some way, he demanded out, I, I'm sending them Nick, Joe, Cam, all the picks that we got, and I'm bringing Aiden, bro. I think he could. I, I think he could dominate with with Katie and Kyrie and Ben. Oh, it'd be nasty, bro. Now we couldn't afford all of them. DeAndre um, got that huge contract. He has a pretty big contract, but if he, you know, threw Patty in there or something, we could we, we could make it work. And Joe's making twenty million already. That's that's half of it right there. Yeah, you know what, Joe? What have you looked to see what his three point percentage is this year, bro? Twenty percent? Nah, nah, it's not that bad. But for him, it's pretty. <laughs> it's, what, what he is shooting is pretty bad. Because let's see, the last two seasons, the first one he led the league. It was forty seven percent. And yeah. then last year was 46, even though it was only 14 games. This year, he's shooting 33% from the three-point line. Yeah. That's under league average. 33%. It's like, fuck, man. Even though last night he finally got it going a little bit. But that's rough. But I love Joe, man. I don't want to see him go. I'd rather see Seth Curry you go. Don't, you'd rather see Seth Curry go over Joe? Seth just snapped off this week. Man, that's Joe's hey, I'm never allowed doing to have, that. I'm allowed to have a, a, a loyal allegiance to one player, and that's my guy. Oh. Loyalty that's is blinding my guy. you, brother. Yeah, it is for sure. I know it. I know when I look at these. The Bucks series doesn't rub you the wrong way. Not only just the Bucks series. What about that Philly series the year before when we still of had Dilo? That of was course. another bad one. You're but proving you know my what? point. He's still the three point champ that beats Seth Curry in three point competition. And I'm, he is, and, and you can root for so, him in the next three point contest, but not on my team, <laughs> brother. Not on my team. Um, I just Seth when Curry. when when things get tough for the Nets. Um, in in battles, I don't want the game the game on the line and Joe Harris representing my team. I don't want it saying Brooklyn Nets on his jersey and he's taking the game winning shot or the dagger or the momentum shifting shot. I don't trust it anymore, bro. I just don't look, at all. Yeah, look, things have been downhill for Joe Harris with the fan base since Game Three against the Bucks, 
Or we could have taken a 3-0 lead, but he missed that wide open shot in overtime. And since then, it's just everybody that sits is just out on Joe Harris, unfortunately. And I get it. That's still my guy. Yeah, I but get it, man. Probably cool he's dude. my guy until he's not my guy. And yeah. then I, I'm hearing rumors. I'm hearing rumors about this guy, John yeah. Collins. Now, I'm assuming that if we were to go out, I've heard, you know, the reports are that the Nets have checked in mm-hmm. on John Collins. If we go after John Collins, Joe Harris is gone. Am I right? Of course. Yeah. Hundred percent for the contract, right? You got to make those yeah. contracts match. Yeah. Who else are you giving away for with for John Collins though? Because it's not it's not can't just be straight up just John Collins and yeah and uh, Cam Thomas, and Joe Harris, Dayron Sharp. Dayron Sharp, I'd give up. Yeah, I'm giving up Cam Thomas. Um, the thing is, and I've seen both. I've seen two sides of the argument on Twitter, and I agree with both. Like I'm kind of in the middle because. While John Collins is talented, he's a lob threat, he plays pretty good defense. Is he really what we're missing? And if we trade for him, he can all shoot. our assets are gone. Yeah, he can shoot. This year, not very not very well. He's shooting like 22% from the three this season. Yeah, but you know what? I would want him to – I get what you want to stretch five, but I'm okay with a LaMarcus Aldridge. He can hit that 16-18 that footer. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And there is a scenario where – we trade for him, and then we and then we get a center in the buyout market. I'm 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 sure there's a possibility of that, but I just um I don't know. Be a now, small five. Yeah, you think John Collins can play the small five? I think he can play a small five. And then the reason Nick? the reason that 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 supposedly supposedly right, I, I try to listen mm-hmm. to a little bit of of podcasts from all the teams. What yeah. I've been hearing the reason that John Collins is is on the outs in Atlanta is because they got Clint Capella. Yeah, and Clint Capella can't shoot. Yeah, so he's getting all the pick and rolls. So John Collins is kind of left out. Yeah. So what I'm wondering is, what would be the point of bringing him to Brooklyn if we have Nick Claxton can't shoot? We got Ben Simmons that can't shoot. So like, where does like isn't he in the same situation, if not worse? And they're saying that that um this guy uh wow I just blanked on his name Trey um Trey Young, yeah. Trey Young and Dejounte Murray that. The usage rate is so high that he doesn't get the ball. Like, wait, it's gonna be the same thing here with KD and Kyrie. So, like, is it really worth getting him? Because apparently, unless he's getting the ball or plays called for him, he doesn't really find the basket otherwise. Yeah, I do feel like this is an outlier year for his shooting. He's shot like at thirty six percent every other year, so he is a pretty good shooter. He's just on a slump right now. But I don't know if this is the player I want to use all all our assets on um i am a huge fan of john collins ever since he dunked on joel Embiid. I, i've wanted him on the team because i hate the, i hate philly and i want to see him do it in a in a nets jersey but i just i feel like you know Oof, i collins feel like miles 62 percent from the league oh my god you're obsessed with miles turner oh no, my god i'm obsessed with a stretch 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 five there's not many <laughs> on the market bro Sadly. give me more mom was it was it a bow bow um, yeah, Bobo is not being traded, bro. His trade value is through the roof, and this might be a fluke year. I'm not on the Bobo train yet. And you said Mobamba, and I don't know if you still feel that way, but if you're getting if you're getting knocked out of rotation by Bobo, do I want you starting on my team? I'm not so sure. No, no, no. It, that's my fault. I didn't mean to say Mobamba. Yeah. I, I meant to say Bobo. <laughs> you want Bobo starting center for us? I take him starting over us. He can shoot. Yeah, Look but I'm rebounding too. I'm trying to rebound, and he you know is what? big. You know what I think one of our issues is with rebounding? 
Mm-hmm. We switch everything. So you constantly no have Nick Claxton. Yeah, Nick Claxton is constantly out on the perimeter. So we have no big bodies out in the paint to get those rebounds. Yeah. So I, I don't know how they're going to fix that. But that we switch everything. And I love that Nick Claxton can guard every yeah. position. But he's also our probably our best rebounder just based off yeah. of his height. So yeah. it, it leaves us at a disadvantage when it comes to rebounds. So I, I think that it's, it's, a, it's a plus and a, and a That makes me that think, though. Because if you have Nick and John Collins on the court and Nick is switched out to the perimeter, you still have a decent re- rebounder in John Collins who can who averages about, I think, eight for his career. He's, he's had a 20-rebound game before. So yeah, he if you averages eight team, for his career. Yeah, if, if you make the team bigger in general, then it wouldn't matter if Nick's on the perimeter. So I kind of see the logic in that. Um, we would have to, you know, because because then, then we have – we have a lineup where we have KD, Yuta, John Collins, Nick, Royce. Like, we'll have some big players where if Nick's just on the perimeter, it doesn't matter as long as we, you know, team rebound and we have, you know, a bunch of 6'8 and plus guys out there. Kind of like Boston Celtics, where if Robert Williams is switched out to the perimeter, it doesn't matter because Tatum and JB and Al Horford, everybody can rebound. So I kind, I kind of understand. It almost looks like the Nets aren't looking for a, a 7'2 center but they want a bunch of six, eight players. And I'm not that mad at it. it it'd I'm be not, better yeah, than running the four guard, the four guard, yeah. guard lineup we run right now. It'd be way, much better than that. Yeah, yeah. That, that Steve Nash lineup in Boston last year with uh, was a Bruce Brown basically playing power forward in KD Center. Yeah. That was driving me crazy. Jacques uh, not doing – he's kind of doing the same thing here. There. We've had Cam – um, Kyrie, Joe, well, you know and Sumner court together. I, I like that. I like that Vaughn test plays with rotations. Somebody's hot, he rides the hot hand. And you know what? I really liked them. We didn't get into, and I wasn't planning on getting into, but I guess I'll bring it up because I know you love Kyrie. Let's talk about I it. I love, I love that Kyrie tried to wave him off when he was calling a play. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you know what? Mm-mm. Time out. Let's talk <laughs> about this because you're not waving me off. You're not, you're not going to call an audible. Like you were doing with Steve Nash, because that's the report, right? He was constantly doing that to Steve Nash. Yeah. And he came in, been on the bench. Kyrie went off, set off to the side, and then Ed Subner came in. Like I love that he's holding his players accountable. He's like you know, and maybe Kyrie, he could do that with Kyrie right now because of the situation that Kyrie's in, mm-hmm. right? You know, he's in that that weird spot where he just came back from that situation. He's this is his last year's contract, so he has to play nice. So maybe he's taking advantage of that. I don't. I don't think he mm-hmm. does that to KD, but I do love that he's holding his players accountable. What did you think when you saw that? Um, it's tough for me because it's hard for me to see to, to see like a clip and assume I know what's going on. I did did hear Jay from BK speak on it, and he said that Jacques Vaughn didn't like what he was seeing from the offense in general, and that's why he called the timeout. And then there's the people who saying that Kyrie was trying to get a switch on Nurkic, which you, I, I feel like. You never want to stop that. Like a Kyrie bringing Nurkic out on the paint, like you, you, you take what you can get. So you know, I, I think it's just coaching player dynamic. I don't think it's as deep as everyone is making it. I do think Jacques Vaughn is trying to like, you know, tell the team I am the head coach, not the assistant, right. not the intern. I, I am the head coach, but I don't think there's any issues between him and Kyrie. A lot of and, people and, thought and, that Kyrie was like not hasn't been checked in. He's going to be traded, and I think that him being suspended for those two weeks knocked him off his rhythm. And this this is we're watching him find his footing again. 
I, I also don't think it was very deep. I think it was yeah. just Jock Vaughn making a statement. And I appreciated yeah. the statement, right? If, I, if I'll do this, if Kyrie tries to call an audible, everybody's held accountable, except for maybe Katie. Yeah. So everybody. So don't fuck with me, you know? So I, yeah. I, I like that. I, I like that he did that. Um, and then I'm also hearing this like, oh, maybe he's going to get traded. I don't see it. I don't Why? see it either. What the fuck are you going to get back for Kyrie Irving right now? Yeah. Like Kyrie Irving, yes, like you said, he's a little rusty right now. He, it almost feels like he's kind of mentally out of it sometimes. He just looks like he's going through the motions, but then he just, like, turns it on. Yeah. But he's going to get back to where he was, I, I would assume, and I hope, right? I, yeah. I I don't think that he's lost it or and anything like that. he's not playing bad in his last seven he's games. Not. He's averaging 22 points, which is on the lower end, but he's shooting 50% from the field and 39% from three. So it's not like he's playing bad. He's just – he's not no, he's hitting not as many right shots. Now. Yeah. He's not I mean, playing like in the fourth like quarter. He is. <laughs> the fourth yes. quarter, you know, which is what, what I, I love the most personally. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. When Kyrie was out, KD was getting the ball at the end of the quarters, at the end of the games. That's the only thing that's always bugged me when Kyrie and KD are on the court together. Mm-hmm. Kyrie has the ball in his hand, guaranteed at the end of the quarter, at the end of the half, and at the end of the game. It, it's almost guaranteed. Like I don't know why that is. Um, I don't agree. Pre-suspension, there was a lot of instances where KD had the ball and he was turning that shit over. I feel like um they <laughs> saw that and you should probably put the ball in the hands of the player that can protect it the most. And that's the player with the best handles on the team. And that's Kyrie Irving, who has play- been a point guard before. So I do feel like, um, you know, we saw it in Boston. We saw it in the beginning of the season. KD can get a bit turnover prone and that's not what you want to happen in a fourth quarter so i think that's the the team adjusting and as long as it works i'm not tripping and and against the wizards it worked it it did work it did work i just i like to see the ball in kd's hand at the end of the games but you're right yeah but he doesn't really turn the ball over at at the end of the game he does do a lot of cross court passes where i constantly get picked off which is really weird um now I know you want him to blow you a kiss. <laughs> TJ Warren is back tomorrow. What are you expecting from TJ? I don't know about Yuta. When's Yuta coming back? Have you heard anything about Yuta? I heard he's going to be reevaluated in another week. So, like Ben, tough. Okay. Like like Ben. So, I, honestly, been an awesome surprise. Awesome surprise, and I'm so sad. It's pretty crazy to time me because I seen that Katie interview where he's like. You know, I might have to tell Yuta to slow it down a little bit because he's on 100% all the time and he has to pick and choose his battles and then boom, hamstring injury. So yeah. I, I love Yuta. We saw what James Harden, what a, the hamstring injury can do. So mm-hmm. I hope this is not going to linger for the entire season. Well, luckily his game is different than James Harden's. Yeah, know James exactly. Harden's just a fucking three-point shooter now, but yeah, it's, it's different. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. It's the intangibles and his usage rate isn't through the roof. So right. as long as he's in, in the corner hitting his threes and he's flying all place on defense, I'm not tripping too much. Now, TJ Warren, all I need him to do is step on that court in a Nets uniform and I am satisfied. Um, yeah. I'm not expecting him to do much. I'm going to give him time like I gave Ben time, like, like, like I give everybody time coming off an injury. I think he's been played since 2020. So like it's a lot of time without basketball. It'll be interesting to see like, December, his role I think it's December on the 18th. team. 
It's going to be yes. almost exactly two years. Almost exactly crazy, two years. Crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm. So I think we might see him be timid like Ben was at first. We're going to see him not play that many minutes. I'm hoping he doesn't start on a cold streak like Seth Curry did coming off his injuries. Seth was in crazy cold this season when he first came back. But I like he's going to make our team bigger just off height alone. Uh, we won't. We probably won't see Joe at the four as much. Thank, thank, thank the Lord. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what he's capable of. People think that we're going to get bubble TJ. They're out of their mind. People think we're going to get you know, you know, fifteen points a game TJ. I don't know. Like I'm very. I'm just. I have no preconceived notions. I'm just going to let him breathe, and whatever he gives me, I'm going to accept. I think he's going to. Give us what we were hoping Cam Thomas would give us off the bench. Somebody that can score, right? Give us those 10 to 12 points consistently off the bench. Probably closer to 10. Um, and I think he's just a scoring threat, which is good to have because that, like you were saying, we need to find more minutes for KD to rest. When you have somebody that you can count on getting buckets, that, that could spell KD another minute or two on the bench, right? Mm-hmm. Right now he's generally getting right. taken off, what, for the first six minutes in the second quarter? And like the first four or five minutes of the fourth quarter. That's generally yeah. what he sits. You know, maybe you could sit him the last minute of the first quarter and the last minute of the third quarter. Like it, that alone, those two minutes make a big difference. He'll go from like eighth in the league to like 20 something in the league just by playing 34 minutes a game. So I, I think that, that'll make a big difference. And I, I, that's what I'm expecting from TJ. Just I want some some buckets. And that's what he is. He's a bucket. Yeah, he's definitely a bucket. Do you think he's going to once once you and TJ are healthy together, you together, you don't think they're going to eat at each other's minutes a little bit, and it's going to be tough to figure out who to play because right now you play Yuta. Yes, right, right now yeah. if they're both coming back at the same time, you play Yuta over TJ for sure because yes. Yuta's the high hand. Yeah. Um, Ed Sumner, I think once Ben Simmons comes back, we're never going to see him again. Cam Thomas, yeah. once Yuta yeah. and TJ Warren are back, you're never going to see him again. You think do you think TJ is going to be playing like some a little bit of backcourt? That, that's where Cam is. I think I think I think he's going to be playing some some two. Wow. I think he'll play alongside Ben Simmons. I don't know if he's quick enough. He might get he might get toasted on that perimeter. Fresh off an injury, yeah, like you yeah, know, kind of how, off that how Ben was. I guess based off the injury, maybe I, I don't know. I I think they're going to have a big lineup out there with. With people that can just score with Ben Simmons on that second unit, I could see yeah. him out there with. I mean, I guess Seth Curry would run with him, so I guess it would be him, Seth. So I guess he would run the third to three. Yeah, him, Seth Curry, Royce O'Neal at the four. It'd be interesting. John it Collins, gives John Collins it, it gives you five. a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so you want John Collins? I do. I do want John Collins. I, I've I've always wanted John Collins. You know mm-hmm. what? I, I'm gonna tell you when, before KD and Kyrie. What I wanted was D'Lo to stay, and I wanted either Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, or somehow to get John Collins. Weird as fuck, yeah. I know. But I thought that that would be my squad for the next couple of years. I didn't know yeah, how it was going to happen. first-round exit, too. Oh, but, <laughs> consistently. Consistent first-round exit. But I was okay with that. Look, yeah, people need course, to realize that as a Nets fan, I just want a fun season, or up yeah. until a couple years ago, all I wanted was a fun season. If you can get me to the second or third round, I'd be wow. ecstatic. But yeah. that's what I expected. Like, I never really expected this team to ever be a championship team. Me as either, stupid honestly. as that may sound. But, like, in a league like the NBA, you need a superstar. And the yeah, Nets just can't track superstars. Right. So, 
I just never really expected it. So I was okay with just having a fun team. So that's why I wanted to keep Dalo. I wanted to keep Levert. But when we got KD and Kyrie, expectations changed. So yeah. I, I guess that's the perfect transition. What are the expectations for you coming? Now we're, we're at 500. We're looking mm-hmm. better. It looks like we got Ben to where we wanted him, more or less. Mm-hmm. We got Kyrie back. Hopefully he gets going again. Now he hasn't been playing bad, but hopefully he starts playing like the elite Kyrie that we get to know. KD playing like MVP. And John Vaughn said he recognizes he's got to come back his minutes just a little bit because he can't do this all year long. So that might happen. Get you to back, get TJ. Barring injury to any big play- or any player at all on the team, obviously. What are your expectations for this team now after everything that's happened over the la- first month and a half? I want to see us um, crack the top four seed in the East and stay there for the rest of the season. Okay. I don't want to see any losing streaks. I don't want to see, uh, you know, Jacques Vaughn do any wild things to the rotation. I kind of feel like uh, Kyrie's usage rate is on Jacques Vaughn a little bit, but it almost looks like Jacques Vaughn is slowly integrating him into an offense that kind of revealed itself while Kyrie was gone. And he's not, he doesn't want to be like, oh, Kyrie's back. Now he's, you know, our focal point. So I see a lot of Royce running the point where it probably should be Kyrie in a situation, even though Royce, Royce? you know, yeah, Royce has been um, controlling the ball a lot more than yeah. I am comfortable than I expected. with. Right. Yeah. And I'd rather it, that be Kyrie. But, right, but I, I thought that that would, that, that would start lessening. I like, I'd rather had Ed Sumner coming in and, and running the point. Yeah. Then over Royce. Yeah. Of course, but you gotta tell Jacques Vaughn that because, because like I, I, I seen a graphic, and um, assists that lead to Nick Claxton dunks. Royce is at the top of the list. He's basically one of our point guards, bro. I, I agree with that. But last night, twice, Nick Loved Claxton it. just chilling by himself. Yeah. Like I love that Royce course. found him. He yeah. found him. You gotta give him the credit for finding him. I was like, what is this defense doing? Like he's just camping yeah. out by himself. I was like, that has to have been a three-second violation because I can't see how he was just chilling there for that yeah. long and then he gets to three seconds. There's also too much Royce pick and roll. Like, I don't want to see Royce as the ball handler running the pick and roll. When we have Kyrie, we have KD, we have your actual ball. We don't have that many ball handlers, but we have some that, you know, are better than Royce O'Neal. But I get it. Royce it has been, you know, um, he has been consistent. He has been durable. And I guess you reward players like that. He's hit game winners. Yeah. He's 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 been hot from three. This might be his best three-point shooting year of his career. So I, I understand, like, like you said, re- rewarding the players that are hot and help us win. But I feel like, you know, 7-11 is a real thing. And you have to utilize that until we can't no more. Because like you said, this won't last forever. So I don't mm-hmm. want Kyrie being a spot-up. When Kyrie's a spot-up, then it looks like he's not locked in. Because how do you how, how are you locked in on the corner? So and like it's it's not like he's gonna make up for it with his tremendous defense. He's six two, so I feel like yep. we gotta play play to his strengths, and I feel like that will come in due time. I, I heard Jacques Vaughn uh, last night in the Wizards game. I heard him he through through my screen say, "Get to the ball, Kyrie," and that's what I want to hear a lot more because that means Jacques Vaughn is trusting him with the ball more. So I think this very to animated, top, very, and I love that about him. Yep. So I want to see us get a top four seed, keep it. I want to see Kyrie and Ben Simmons run the offense more. Um, and I expect KD to just be KD whenever he wants to be. But now that we are at 500, now that we are clicking, I don't think KD needs to have masterclass, a, a masterclass every single night. It, it's no. basically it's worthless. It's fun to watch. It's so much fun to watch, but I'd rather see it in the playoffs. That's where I want to see the 
the KD yeah. masterclass. And I think, you know, letting Ben and Kyrie run the offense will be great for our chemistry. Because I feel like the better they play together, the further this team will go. Because those are the two people that I think um, kind of separate us. If Kyrie's playing mm-hmm. at an all-star level and Ben's playing at an all-star and deep point level, like how do you beat us in a seven-game series, you know? but And that's what I've always expected. And everybody's written us off. Um, I, I had the clip of, of Kendrick Perkins' dumbass go ahead and saying <laughs> that we won't make the playoffs. I forgot to put it up on here. But he came out and said that we wouldn't make the playoffs. I came out and on Twitter a couple of days ago. I wrote, by the end of December, we'll be a top five seat. And yeah. we were at the point where I got 11 to 12. And everybody was like, no, we, we don't have enough defense. We don't have enough bigs. I didn't say we we're going to win the championship. I said we we're going to be a top five seat. That's yeah. all I said. And I was surprised at how much people decided to say, nah, I don't think so. Right now, it's only been like three or four days since I posted that. We're now the eighth seed, and we're two and a half back of the third seed. Yep. Like, the East is – nobody's running away with the East outside of maybe Boston. Outside of Boston, I guess Milwaukee also. But those are the two top two teams. Other than that, who is there to be scared? Wide open. Does Does he have a worse record than we do? The teams that are ahead of us, Toronto in seventh. Atlanta and six, both those teams, I don't don't take seriously, right? We got Philly, fuck Philly. Then we got Indiana. Indiana looks nice, but they're a year early. Like, Indiana's not going to be that team this year. And then you got Cleveland, which is nice with Donovan Mitchell and all of them. So maybe they become a serious contender this year. But outside of Boston, Milwaukee, and maybe Cleveland, I'm not worried about any other team. No. So I'm with you. I said top five by the end of December. I think we'll be four or three by the end of December now. Agreed. And I think we can hold hold on to that. I think we can hold on to that for the end of the year. And we need to because we've seen what not having home court advantage has done we've to us it. in the past. We've seen it yeah. now. We yeah. need that home court. It. I also have expectations that we get bigger. Like I don't want to wait till midnight on the trade deadline, the Sean Mark special. I, uh, you know, when soon as December but, 15th hits or whatever, I do want to see us. You get a okay. John Collins yes. or that's what I was going to say. We, there's a lot of players something. we can't turn into until December 15th. There's yeah. a lot of players we yeah. can't trade. Yeah. And I don't mind waiting. That, that's two weeks. <laughs> that's two yeah. weeks. I'm, yeah. I'm with it. But I don't wait till February Literally. 19th or whatever, February 9th or whatever, the trade deadline. So uh, I want to see Sean Marks, you know, flip that switch as soon as he can. And we go guns a blazing because once we get bigger and we're not running four guard lineups, Oh, the league is done for, bro. Yeah, I agree. And I'm going to just throw this one last thing out there before we wrap this up. It, I haven't even heard a rumor. This is just completely me just because I just mm-hmm. like to think dumb shit all the time. Mm-hmm. If LaMarcus Aldridge says he wants to come back, <laughs> I know he plays defense like he's wearing Tim's, but <laughs> would you bring him back? Hey, bro, I said it on Twitter way before. As soon as... um. I went through my whole stretch five rant on Twitter. I would 100% take LaMarcus, LaMarcus Aldridge back. 100%. Any stretch five at this point is my Twitter name, bro. Any stretch five <laughs> at this point, I will take LaMarcus Aldridge, play him in stints, pair him with Ben Simmons. He's going to be wide open at the midi. He's going to be wide open in the corner. Yeah, I'm with it. Man, I, I've never seen a shot more automatic bro, than LaMarcus Aldridge. I felt like he... I have to check his percentage. I don't think he ever missed. Like it was incredible watching him just hit it that was shot. High, like, bro. It was it was nice, man. That, that was yeah. fun. I really wish that him and Blake would have had a, a better shot. I mean, I understand Blake had a rough start to last year, but I really enjoyed watching those two guys on the Nets. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. It, it was a lot of fun, but 
hey, I'm gonna say it again. Miles Turner, my guy. He's been playing pretty well oh, this season God. too, man. He's been playing. Look, so, I've been hearing about Miles Turner so long. Bro, John, we've been hearing about John Collins too. You ain't sick of that yet? Every single year he's no, gonna trade. Because I actually want John Collins. Maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Miles Turner can shoot better and block shots better, so I'm, I'm wrong with Miles. He also costs more, probably. Um, probably around the same. Uh, they, they gave Collins the damn near a max. They gave him like a hundred million dollars over there in Atlanta, so they're they're going to be a, a, a similar contract, bro. And I want the bigger dude personally. Even though Miles Turner is not the best defender in the world, though, to be honest with you, he can get. You know what, John player. Collins wasn't the best defender in the world either, but he's gotten really good. Yeah, he can he defend has. now. Yeah, so. so honestly, it's a win-win. Either one, I'm, I'm with it. Me too. Me too. Uh, just keep Joe Harris on the team, though. Trade Seth Curry. <laughs> nah, I'm fucking with you. I know Seth Curry better right now. I know. I know. Okay. It's just thank my, you. Loyalty, like my blind and loyalty that yeah. if, if they trade Seth Curry instead of Joe Harris, I'm not hating it. I'm just saying. You're the only fan on Twitter who's like, hey, <laughs> I'm with it, man. <laughs> I, I am. I, I put it out there. Nobody agreed. I bet the Hawks well, would rather have him, too. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> All right, well, thanks again for joining me. I really appreciate appreciate you, Jesus Christ. I appreciate you, and um, we'll see when we jump back on. Last time we said when we're one game over 500, when are you coming back? How many games over 500 you got to be? When we're a top four seed, I'm, I'm back on top here, four? baby. Yeah. Top four, man. That's going to happen in like two days. Hey, then I'm back in two days. <laughs> <laughs> Bet. All right, man. Well, again, I appreciate you. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll catch you guys next week when I record episode number nine. Yes, sir. See y'all. Peace.